0: Do you think it's our business to stand up for victims? We do, but some don't agree. Come debrief with us. Hello, I'm Maggie, your host, and I'm here with Seth and Ethan. We are debriefing pro-life outreach. Who has the outreach highlight for today?
1: Yeah, I got something. All right, so if this is Seth. Those who don't know my <laughs> voice. So this week, Elijah and I were out doing decline to sign. And I know a lot of our listeners have, are, know that in Ohio, there's this big initiative right now trying to take Ohio pro-abortion advocates want to make abortion legal through all nine months in Ohio. So abortion legal on 15-week babies who feel pain, babies viable at 22-ish weeks, all the way up to nine months. Very dangerous. Evil. And so we're out there trying to discourage people from signing the petition which we put on the ballot this fall. While we were out there, we, a lot of interesting things happened. One woman came walking up, and I, I started talking to her about abortion. And she said, oh, this is demonic. And she told me about how she had an abortion. She was coerced into abortion long ago wow. when she was younger. And then her first baby she was pregnant with afterward. The baby did not make it, and she doesn't know for sure it was because of that. But mm. it was interesting because a lot of this amendment language is talking about how it has a clause in there that seems to protect those who coerce girls into abortion. So this mom was particularly very upset about this because she was yeah. coerced into abortion. People say that never happens. Clearly happened for her, right? But just one thing I wanted to note was they were passing out this little flyer, the pro-abortion group that day, saying vote no on August 8th. Any of our listeners might not know, August 8th is a big special election, very important in Ohio. It would elevate the standards for making constitutional changes in Ohio. Instead of requiring only 50% plus one of our people voting, it would require 60% of the vote to change a constitutional amendment. This is why this matters. No abortion group in any state so far has gotten to 60% in their abortion amendments. So Mm -hmm. on August 8th, anyone in Ohio, please vote yes to help us elevate the standards and make it more difficult for them to put abortion in our constitution.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that we we need to make sure people understand that this will apply to us, too. We will. For sure. In order to pass. How do you say it? It's like just for this
1: fall election, right? This makes anyone anywhere who tries to change our Constitution will require that 60 percent pro-life, pro-choice, pro-whatever you are.
0: Yeah. But the important thing is that some people are doubtful that we should vote yes on that because it'll apply to us, too, if Mm. we ever get to that point where we could pass the opposite. What do you think? Um, but we do need well, to- I
2: was going to say it might apply to us, but I think in this case it is 100 percent necessary. And I'm totally for increasing yeah. that threshold because if it makes it harder for people to legalize the killing of babies, you know, that is a good thing. Yes, we might have to work a little harder ourselves to put better laws to end abortion completely. But I will take that any day over, you know, it being easy for people to enshrine abortion in our constitution.
1: I'm just not comfortable with the people voting on a moral crime, right? No. This is this should not be up for a vote whether we're going to kill or not kill babies. So yeah. it may make it harder for pro life groups to put in amendments as well. But I think this shouldn't really even be a citizen democratic vote. And I know people are going to want to take that and say that's anti democracy. Well, I think this is a republic for a reason, right? right. We're a, we're a representative republic for a reason. And when it comes to human slavery, abortion, those should be things that are just. Honestly, in my opinion, it should be part of the 14th Amendment in the federal constitution that every human being has rights of personhood, including the babies. We shouldn't even be having this debate. But because we are, because babies will die if they win, they must fail. It's that simple, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really important that every pro-lifer. Well, yeah. Like you said, anyone. Mm -hmm. Go vote yes in August on 1.
1: August 8. Yep. Yes on 1. Sorry, that was a long outreach highlight. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: that's good. It's important. All right, well, to get into our clip today, we're going to talk about a conversation I had with a girl, a couple girls actually out of high school, mainly one girl. So in the clip, you'll hear the one who's talking kind of say stuff to the other one, but you can't hear the other girl. But she's like, the other girl's wanting her to stop talking and move on. So the girl talking to me is like, no, stop. <laughs> but if you're confused about that, a little that's bit. why it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kitty, go ahead. Yeah, so let's listen to it now. If there's, there's certain circumstances where first of all it isn't anyone's business stop arguing. Unless, unless it's a human go. being just say huh? human I mean go. if they're a human being then it is all of ours business to stand up for them well I feel like it's not really a, well, no, no, stop. I feel like it's not really anyone's business if it's literally the size of that like it's a speck of dirt until a certain amount of time it's just a clump of cells so-
1: a speck of dirt.
0: Literally, did she say literally? It's a speck yeah. of dirt. Yeah. Okay, actually, I mean,
1: Adam came from dust. We came from Adam. Uh-huh. So okay, maybe. Okay. <laughs> we're,
2: all we're all clumps of cells, and we're all specks of dirt.
1: Well, no, isn't it the atheists love to say that we're all just stardust? Right. You know.
0: Oh, do they say that? They do. Never heard this. <laughs> oh, before. is
2: that um, who is it? Neil Tyson, deGrasse um, Tyson.
1: D- yeah, something Tyson, right? I'm embarrassed. Neil okay. deGrasse Tyson. Neil, yeah. That's right.
0: yes. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, well, that's nice. (laughs) But we are not (laughs) merely specks of dirt, even at the very beginning, where we might be the same size as one. The main thing I wanted to focus on, at least at the beginning, is it our business to stand up for victims? What do you think? I say yes.
1: (laughs) You're going to go around the circle? Yes. (laughs) Ethan. I
2: heartily agree. You're here. (laughs) Why? I think I have two perspectives on this. One, as a Christian, I am commanded by God, to stand up for those who cannot, do not have a voice, their own voice. It is my duty to represent them. And then two, I think also from a position of just general human equality and how we should treat each other in a, a just and virtuous society, we also have a responsibility to represent victims and make sure that justice is served, not only because it is good for them, but also it sort of protects yourself. Mm. You know, when we represent victims, when we assure that justice is meted out equally, it is also in some way beneficial to yourself in that. So that's more of a selfish reason, and I don't think that's the best reason. I think the best reason is we're commanded by God to represent victims and make sure that their rights are upheld and to treat all people equally. I think that's kind of how I think about that. Yeah. Does anyone say no
1: to this? That
0: well,
2: that is the million dollar probably,
0: question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: I guess we have outreach has people do, I guess, yeah. right?
0: Probably most people would not say that. It's, but By their because action. they're not thinking about them as victims. Yeah. yeah. So it really comes down to whether they're human beings, which is what I was trying to point out to her mm-hmm. in the clip. That it is our business if they're human beings. That's whether it's our business has everything to do with whether they're human beings. So that's what we should be focusing on first. But she really just skips over that. Yeah. Acts like it's not an important point.
1: I'm reminded of Christ's story of the Good Samaritan, right? So there are several characters in that story. There's the man who was attacked. Mm -hmm. There are there's the attacker who's not really doesn't play a lot into the story very much. But then you have the priest, the Levite who walk on by and the Samaritan who helps the Jewish man, right? So you have these various characters. You have the victim and you have the people who pass on by. Yeah. They don't stop to help him, but they're not neutral, right? When they don't help him, they're actually harming him by mm-hmm. denying him the assistance he needs. So it's not like, do you help? Do you hurt? Do you do nothing? If you're not helping, you are hurting by walking by when they need yeah. your help, right? Yep. So the flip side of this is, is it okay to hurt the victims? I would say certainly not.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I, I definitely don't think it's ever, I mean, if they're already a victim by being in that vulnerable place where it's legal to kill them, then it's even worse to, well, then to, do, to kill them. To do I don't nothing. know if maybe that wasn't a fully fleshed out thought. <laughs> okay, I have something. This is kind of unrelated, actually, to what I was Toss saying. But, or to my, what are in my notes. But something you just said, Seth, gave me a thought. Mm. And I'm coming at you from like a, a pro perspective. Oh, she's standpoint. a challenge. This is going to be good. <laughs> All right, let's you go. said about the story of the Good Samaritan, by not offering to help someone who is in a spot, where they're being harmed, then you are harming them. Mm hmm.
1: Silence is violence, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, but then someone, isn't that kind of the same thing as not offering, like, like the violinist argument? Do you see where I'm going? Oh, I did not see that coming. Okay, okay. sorry. Okay, plot, <laughs> plot twist. All right, so
1: explain. Okay, so I, first I was going to say, then, then we'll, let's go to the plot twist in a minute. I mean, initially I'm not saying that everyone else in Jerusalem that day, right, who wasn't helping him was hurting him. Mm-hmm. I'm saying when you have responsibility of knowledge and opportunity there and deny the aid, then yeah. you're doing the wrong. It's like when, um, is it John who writes, like if you say to someone, be filled, go on, be warm, you don't give a cloak and actually mm-hmm. help, what good is mm-hmm. that help, right? Yeah. We need to love in truth and action, not words only. So I'm not saying that everyone, everyone's responsible for everyone being hurt but if you see someone hurting and don't help them that is a problem but the violinist I did not see that coming can you mm. unpack for me how you're bringing that in
0: well like in the argument with you, if you're kidnapped in the middle of the night and then you wake up and you're attached to this oh, guy okay you see what I'm uh, I, I, can you keep, keep
1: going explain to the audience because okay. I, I need to formulate
0: okay let's see if I can explain this <laughs> by ceasing to provide care for that person you're harming them that's what people always tell us
1: Yes. So do you mean, okay, so if you, we say that if you are justified and unplugging for the violinist, so you're, you're kidnapped, you're put in a hospital room with this strange violinist, you don't know him your blood type matches him so now your kidneys are being used to extract poison from your blood and his if you unplug and walk away those who don't know we have more on this on i'm sure a youtube clip we can put in the show notes yeah. but the traditional argument pro-abortion argument is if you can unplug and walk away from him you can unplug they say the pro-abortion argument because even if he dies it's not your fault right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are denying him assistance he passes away now they flip in and therefore say mom may unplug her baby and we say it's not the same thing yeah I think the relevant point here is, though, we've never argued you are justified in unplugging from the violinist. Uh-huh. Okay. All we're saying is that even taking the pro abortion people out of their argument, even if you're justified in unplugging walk walking away, that's not the same as abortion. There's a big, robust debate to be had on whether you should unplug from the violinist, yeah. right? Mm, yeah. And the simple argument I've always understood is that you are justified in leaving someone in a no worse state than they already were. Mm-hmm. We you should okay. not do is worsen their state.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, to bring it back to the clip, She says something that makes it sound like we gradually gain value as we age in the womb, because she makes the assumption that because they're so small at the beginning, that that means that they don't have any value, and it's none of our business to protect them. That makes me think of the question of if people think we gradually gain value as we age in the womb, which I can almost understand that, uh, but it would mean that value is based on cognitive ability and not humanity so I, I really don't understand it i guess but so why don't more people think that we continue to gain value as we age once we're out of the womb
1: that's such a good question so it's like you steadily gain value until boom birth and then all of a sudden you're like you got it
0: yeah right? why is that it doesn't make sense to me
1: it's inconsistent
2: <laughs> I, I think we need to get a uh inconsist- inconsistency button that we can smack <laughs> <Boom>. every <laughs> time we come across oh, that's so handy because you're right maggie it's it's right I mean it's everywhere but especially right here when you're talking to people it's like okay there's this weird line where it's like well you know you're not born yet or you don't have you, you're not developed enough and then it's you're born and all of a sudden your development doesn't matter mm-hmm. anymore
0: <laughs> people think why? you're all
2: why yeah that's that to me it just blows my mind it's like well why 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 do we stop right there Mhm
1: it makes no sense. It's called kind of the threshold argument, I believe, where they suggest that until you become self-aware, you need self-awareness. And once suddenly once you are self-aware, that doesn't really matter anymore. You cross the threshold it's now you're, you're in the club of human persons. It's really bizarre. If, if it's like they, they default to our worldview at that point where they say, well, now what matters is not your self-awareness because they don't like the idea of that if self-awareness if value comes from that. The more or less self-aware you are, the more or less value you have, right? That's pretty uncomfortable to people. So right. they say, well, no, now you're the kind of being that's self-aware. We say, oh, wait, hang on a second. You're the kind of being that's self-aware. So you're saying it's yeah. your kind that matters. That's what we said all along, right? right? You're borrowing from our worldview now, the pro-life worldview, saying it's the kind of being you are that really matters. Uh-huh.
2: And even if you, you drop the kind of being that has self-awareness and you just say you are a being, with self-awareness, you then fall into, I I was just reading up on this, Peter Singer. yeah, His argument where self-awareness is the big thing and which he admits in his argument that toddlers, one-year-olds and two-year-olds, are not counted as valuable in his worldview because they're not self-aware yet. Mm -hmm. And I haven't met a lot of people at least who want to say that out loud. <laughs> he yeah. says the secret part
1: out loud. That's why uh, um, there was also a follow-up to, um, singer by these Australian researchers. I think it was Francesca
2: Minerva. and
1: uh, Minerva Jubilini, I believe their names. Anyhow, so they wrote an article shorter than Peter Singer's. Are you reading Practical Ethics?
2: No, it was just a quote taken from it. Okay, awesome well, still,
1: though, it's like it's a big book, right? Yeah. So people don't really read Practical Ethics. They might read a summary of it or something. Sure. But these researchers took his same ideas and published an article called Why Should the Baby Live? Arguing uh-huh. if you could kill a, f- a nine-month-old baby for a reason, Reason. You should also be able to kill the, the born baby for the same reason because there's not really much of a change, right? Yeah. Location, not a big change, as we always say. Yep. And they got death threats. at. Then they're they basically wow. like, hey, this has been said long before us by Peter Singer <laughs> right. and other people. So why are you mad at us all of a sudden? It's kind of funny. Like Peter Singer for decades has been saying out loud what others won't say. Yeah. You're exactly right. It's terrifying. I almost
0: wish more people knew that he said that and like know that that's a logical conclusion but Mm -hmm. another part of me doesn't want that because I actually have heard people say yeah same sure it's okay once they're born too I've heard more people say that recently
1: but he should be the poster child for abortion advocacy Mm -hmm. everyone should know his view is philosophy you're exactly right I am convinced that people were really intimately familiar with the actual pro-abortion views they would be far more pro-life but they're insulated from it
2: Uh
0: yeah I'm actually really amazed that the idea of human equality is not commonly laughed at by the world because all these reasons to justify abortion clearly disregard it Mm -hmm. i mean i mean that's why people so many people say that they're not human but just thinking logically we know that they are
2: logic has gone out of fashion and biology (laughs) and by and science
1: everything is bowing to a new ideology but that's probably way off the mark where you want to go
2: today
0: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean that's what i'm saying like this girl in this clip apparently doesn't think they're human she really didn't say much about wh- whether she believes they're human. She just skipped over that, disregarded it completely, basically, mm. and went immediately to the fact that they're small. Yeah, yeah. So I just wonder if science is at all important to her.
2: <laughs> well, it's
1: funny. I was I remember having a conversation with someone recently on campus about this some pro abortion person. And they were saying, but they're so different from us. Like they look different. I said, okay. Do you know that they did the exact same thing with people who are Jewish or people who have brown skin saying, yep. look at them. And they said, it's not the same thing, though. I'm looking, I'm actually saying, look, this face looks different. So they literally like measure their noses, their ears to try to justify them being non-persons. Yeah. It's the same wow. thing, just different terms, different people group, right? But it's the same old anti-equality, as you said, Maggie, anti-equality injustice. So,
2: Yeah. And I think the idea, her saying that, well, they're just, you know, they're literally specks of dirt kind of going <laughs> in the same vein as, well, they're just a clump of cells. I think going back to what she first said as far as kind of that why should I care Mm
0: -hmm. about them? Mm -hmm.
2: Why should we be advocating for these victims? She doesn't care to begin with. So a comment like that is sort of just, I think, a weak way to try and add justification to her own apathy. Mm -hmm.
1: But that's also what do you do with that? That's a lot harder than convincing someone of a biological fact, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you make someone care?
2: Yeah. And. I don't have any silver bullet for that, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I guess my first thought is just helping them see that it applies to them too, uh-huh. making it personal. Like, if if these preborn people are in danger, then you're also in danger because it's the same reasons could apply to any one of us. Yeah, because they're all arbitrary. If it's size, then I'm smaller than someone else. So, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's going back to SLED, which I love SLED. It's my favorite tool, <laughs> but just that idea. Like if you don't know SLED, it's size level, level of development, environment, degree of dependency, and it's just, you use that to show that we all as born people, we differ in those ways, just as we mm-hmm. differ from preborn people. So there's like, they're all arbitrary differences.
1: Yeah. I mean, those are the, the four differences between any embryo and anyone listening to this podcast. But also the same four differences between all of us. Exactly. So if they don't matter between us in this room, the four of us, Mm -hmm. three of us plus Isaac, if they don't matter in our value, why would they matter with the baby's value? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, so even if she doesn't think they're human and that's why she disregards them, I just wonder why that's not the first thing she said. What what do you mean? Like instead of saying they're so small, they're literally a speck of dirt. That's why it's none of our business. Why didn't she just go right to they're not not human." human? I I wonder if she thinks their size proves that they're not human. I think that makes sense. Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah. Which is a very funny argument. I mean, size clearly does not determine your value, right? We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. If it did, it'd be bad for women who are generally shorter than men. It'd be bad for (laughs) anyone in my family who's shorter (laughs) than a lot of people, right? Yeah.
0: I think of people who have a disease or or who were malnourished as a kid. I have an acquaintance who adopted some kids from another country who are severely malnourished and they're when they're like 7 years old they're the size of a 1 year old or a 3 year old mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about but it's just a, a horrible thought to say that they're not as valuable because they're not the size that they should be for their age which okay that's not even relevant to abortion because these kids are exactly the size they should be they're exactly the size that they're supposed to be for their age which mm-hmm. happens to be a lot smaller than we are because they're younger than us right I really don't, I don't know if I believe that anyone actually thinks that size is a good justification for abortion. It's just such a dumb reason. But then again, I've even heard people close to me use that, so I don't know.
1: Statement retracted. (laughs) Some do believe that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I do find it funny, at least in this instance, she uses the term, they're literally a speck of dirt, which reminds me of the children's book Horton Hears a Who and the movie that was made from that in which there are these little people who are living on a speck of dust. And kind of the whole story is how Horton the Sullivan is trying to... We are to here, we are here, we are here. Save them, protect them from being stamped out by other jungle animals who are larger, who can't see them, who look different, who are a different size. And it's it's in our our children's literature. This is a very simple idea you would think but we still have a generation of people who who are espousing ignorance
1: yeah that's right and i think it's interesting she uses the word dirt too right i think she's Mm -hmm. saying it for a reason like it's not just the size reference i think dirt is being used in a dehumanizing way yeah
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah well to conclude size has nothing to do with how valuable you are and if you're a human being, that's really what matters and nothing else about you is reason enough to discriminate against you. So mm-hmm. if you encounter someone who uses this as a justification for abortion, just remember that. Remind them that size does not matter. We all are different sizes as, as born humans and it, it doesn't matter that we are different sizes. We're all human beings and we're all valuable. Please go leave us a five star review and it'll help us be more popular. We're gonna be popular as long as you leave us a five star review and spread it with all your friends. Thank you for debriefing with us and join us again next week.